Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you're listening to the Clear Money Program's online radio show. I'm your host, Sarah Kurth, Community Relations Coordinator at Denver Community Credit Union. Denver Community is a not-for-profit financial cooperative serving the people of the city and county of Denver. Today, I'm interviewing attorney Frank Danzo III of Chayette and Danzo about wills. He's taught multiple classes on estate planning at our credit union and has years of experience in that field. Mr. Danzo will be instructing a free wills and trusts class at Denver Community on April 24th at 6 p.m. If you're interested in attending, please register on our website at www.denvercommunity.coop education. Hi, Frank. Hi, Sarah. Could you please share with us why you're interested in or enjoy helping people with estate planning? I'd be happy to. Um, I think one of the reasons that I enjoy this area is it's one of the few areas in the law where you get to actually plan, uh, help people plan for things uh, before something has gone wrong. Most other areas of the law, people are fighting about things that have already gone wrong. Mm -hmm. But in this area... I get to visit with interesting people who usually have pretty interesting stories and things they've done and help them plan to protect the things and people that they love uh, and and cherish uh, and make sure that those are protected for future generations. Okay, great. Um, So given your experience, what do you feel are some of the largest misconceptions about wills? I think a couple of the biggest misperceptions about wills are, number one, uh, people don't realize that a will only takes effect when you pass away. And so by definition, it is not going to help you while you're alive. And you need to use other planning tools to address issues that will take place while you're alive. The other thing that I think most people don't realize, it's certainly a common misconception that I hear all the time, is that your will does not avoid probate and having a will does not avoid probate. In fact, the term probate is short for administer, or or from the Latin means administer your will. So your will is actually the first step in the probate process, and it is basically the instructions to the judge in the probate court on what to do with your estate. So it does not avoid probate. Okay, and... What compelling reasons are there for someone who's young or has no dependents or no significant assets to drop a will? I know many people assume that wills are only for people who have a lot to leave behind. Yeah, I think you've touched on the three main areas that people need to focus on. If you do have uh, children, uh, if you are young children for sure, if you do have uh, significant assets, or if you uh, are getting older and you need to be aware that things can happen at any time, then you certainly need to be looking at a will. But realistically, everybody should probably be looking at having at least a basic will to to specify what happens if something goes wrong. Uh, Terry Schiavo is a great example. She was only 26 years old when she had a heart attack and ended up brain dead, and her husband and her parents spent 15 years and a million dollars fighting over what to do with her and she didn't have any of these documents. So it's critical for everybody to have something in place. Okay. So it sounds like I need to take some time to prioritize my peace of mind and drop a will. How do I start the process of having a will drawn up, and do I need to go through a lawyer, or can I write my own will? 
Well, I mean, I think the first thing that you want to do is make sure you go to a good attorney who practices in this area every day and make sure that you are uh, going through the process of planning. It's not just about drafting a will. Um, I see a dozen times a year people go to Office Depot or download some kind of free will off the Internet or get Quick Quicken Lawyer or something like that. And the biggest thing I point out about that is nobody ever gets these things right when they do them, do it yourself or do it on their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are simply too many things that you have to watch out for. And one of the reasons we have jobs is this is a pretty complicated area. And even if you're an A student and you get 90% of everything correct, that still means that out of the 100 things you have to be watching out for, you're going to miss 10 of them. And the question becomes, will one of those 10 things end up blowing up and causing thousands or tens of thousands of dollars of litigation and problems later on? So I generally don't recommend uh, saving a few bucks on the front end because the consequences are too serious on the back end. Okay, great. Uh, What costs are associated with drawing of will and how long does the process usually take? Yeah, the costs are pretty minimal. A will can range anywhere from $100 up to a few hundred dollars, depending upon how complex it is and what we're doing with it. Uh, the, the entire process takes anywhere from a few weeks to a few months. And generally speaking, you know, one of the things we do is we will sit down for up to about 45 minutes at no charge so that we can get to know somebody, we can get a feel for their situation, they can get a feel for me and our firm, and how we operate, and then they can decide once they hear my recommendations whether they want to proceed with something. So the initial step is really not as scary as most people think it is, going to see a lawyer and paying high hourly rates or retainers or things like that. We don't do any of those things because we can't until we know what your situation is and what your needs might be. So there, you don't necessarily have to bring all of your documents and that sort of thing on the first meeting? Well, it certainly helps if you can, but no, those are not required. We just need to visit and get a feel for what your issues, concerns, and situation is, and then go from there. And what sort of uh, documentation do you require eventually for a will to be drawn up? Um, The biggest thing, there's really not a lot of documentation. Primarily, we need to know who you want to be in charge of things if something goes wrong and where you want things to go if something goes wrong. Once we know those two things, which many people know off the top of their head with no documentation, then we can start getting an idea of what kind of plan you need. Okay, and uh, as far as selecting the right attorney to assist someone in creating a will, what tips do you have or suggestions? Well, I think the biggest things you want to look for, number one, you want to look for somebody with some experience. Um, Generally, people who are fresh out of law school are not going to know what to do. Um, You also want to look for somebody who does this area every day. They focus on elder law and estate planning. Everybody says they dabble in wills, and everybody says they can do one for you. But just like anything else, somebody who does it once or twice here or there is not going to do it as well as efficiently or as cost-effective as somebody who does it hundreds of times a year for years and years. So those are the two biggest things. I think the third thing you look for is you can get a feel for somebody's reputation these days. It's pretty um, easy to go on the Internet and uh, get some background on people. So you'll get a feel for how, how quality somebody is 
And then I think the last thing you want to look at is you want to make sure that your attorney is actually young enough that they're going to be around when something actually happens in the next 20 to 25 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very frustrating for people to prepare their uh, plan or documents and then find out that their attorney retired or passed away themselves and nobody is there to help them when the time comes. Oh, that's a great point. That was very informative. Thank you so much for your time and expertise, Frank. Could you please share with people how they can contact you if they have more questions? Absolutely. There's a couple ways you can reach me. Number one, you can call our main number at our law firm, 303-355-8500, and you can speak to pretty much anyone at Cheyette and Danzo about that. The second way would be you can go to our website. We have an excellent website with lots of information and ways to contact us, and that is www.coloradoelderlaw.com. And the third way would be you could email me, and my email address is frank at coloradoelderlaw.com. Okay, for more information about this topic, my email is education at denvercommunity.coop. I can also be reached under the Twitter handle Denver Community. You're also invited to attend our free upcoming class on wills and trusts, which will be instructed by attorney Frank Danzo III and will take place on Tuesday, April 24th, starting at 6 p.m. Please call us at 303-573-1170 or go to our website to register or learn more. Our website is www.denvercommunity.coop/education. Thanks for listening.